This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. and streaming live all across America. This is Home Talk USA with Michael King, where we will discuss topics pertaining to your home with industry-leading experts. Michael King is a licensed general contractor with more than 30 years of experience in home improvements and the author of Contracting with the King. Join us this hour for our segment, Invent America, with your co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton. Discover what's next in the home improvement industry and explore new products and innovations. Or if you have that next great big idea, learn what it takes to bring your invention to the world as Michael King and Rita Crompton talk to America's inventors and innovators. Remember, the America of tomorrow is being invented today. We invite you to visit us at HomeTalkUSA.com, one of the best resources for home improvement information around today. Your best life begins with your best home, and there's no place like Home Talk. That's HomeTalkUSA.com. And now, we proudly present Invent America from the number one home improvement radio program in the country, Home Talk USA, with your host, the Cajun contractor, Michael King, and his co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton. Welcome all of you. That's right. I am the Cajun Man from the Bayou Land, the originator. Not to duplicate it, please. Don't accept no substitutions, along with my sidekick and co-host, the inventor lady herself, Miss Rita Crompton. We want to welcome all of you to our radio program. This is uh, an edition of Home Talk USA radio program. So, uh, all right, Rita, how you doing? I am doing just fine, enjoying all this summer weather. Wow. You're just getting back behind uh, in the studio, and I think you, uh, for Mother's Day last week, you took a little hiatus, didn't you? I did. I went out to Utah to see my oldest daughter, and she flew my mother in as my Mother's Day gift. Oh, that is amazing. Rita, that's a a great, great story. But, uh, hey, a lot going on here. Uh, I know you want to talk about... What you call in the beginning, as we... I know, right? (laughs) And uh, that could be anything, but uh, as it pertains to, you know, I'm listening to this show right now, and I'm saying, wow, do I have a great idea, Uh, or I have an idea why I want to make another product better than what it is, but I simply don't know what to do, but we got a great show here, so, but... We're going to call it In the Beginning, Rita, so uh, let's talk about our show and what you mean In the Beginning. Well, I get inventors that call me on a regular basis who say, I've just got an idea. And so we always kind of backtrack a little bit and say, you know, in the beginning you've got your wow moment, but then what? What are your beginning steps? And I learned a long time ago that if I could help inventors make better decisions early, they saved more money, and they had a better chance of getting to market successfully. So every once in a while, it's important for us to kind of go back to the beginning and take a look at some of those early steps, and that's what we're going to do today. Now, um, okay, so let's talk about some of our guests you're going to have today and uh, how it pertains to 
Uh, evidently, all three of these, two of these companies, uh, well, obviously, you're going to have Jonathan David later on at the, at the end of the hour. That's our registered patent attorney. He's going to talk about the patents, which is so important. So, But walk us through the steps, and how does our guest today uh, pertain to in the beginning? Well, the first thing somebody, you know, they've, they've got their aha moment, and then a lot of times they will start looking around and, and Googling stuff, which is good. I want people to find out as much as they can. But one of the other important piece that a lot of inventors don't know is time is your enemy here. So, you know, you've got to learn fast, and you've got to make good decisions, because somebody else is already figuring out how to solve that problem. They've done statistics on, you know, I don't know, it's like a pulse that goes through the universe when people are starting to solve a problem. And so a lot of people will file at a very similar time. And so time is an enemy here, but jumping the gun too soon can be the enemy as well. So what we look at are what are the first steps that an inventor should do. You know, build your own version of a prototype out of Legos, duct tape, cardboard. I don't care. Get it out of your head into something that is three-dimensional. Look around as much as you can, but, you know, don't spend, you know, I don't mean to stumble here. I had some doctors that said, oh, we can do our own search. We're really good at it. (laughs) They spent an hour on the USPTO website and said, shoot me now and tell me how much it's going to cost to have a good search done. So everybody's got their own threshold of pain, but I'll get people who will spend weeks searching. And that is, you know, we had one lady, she said, someone else filed a provisional patent application on exactly what I was doing two days before I did. So again, time is not your friend here, and sometimes your pain threshold is is not your friend either. So the first money that gets spent is on a good, comprehensive, independent search kind of a conflict of interest for the attorney to do the search because they would rather write the patent. Yeah. And Jonathan is, is one of those guys that says, no, no, you bring me the search from SearchQuest. Let me take a look at it. Then when the inventor has the search done and they look at it first, they get to frame the conversation. That makes so sense. it's really important. Yeah, it's really important that, yeah, that they have the conversation. The attorney is a service provider. They're not the partner. And, you know, they're not in control, and they're not the business entity. The inventor is. So it's really important that they have the right mindset before they start talking. And that's what we help them do. Um, We learned a long time ago. And so all they have to do is call me and say, you know, all right, in the beginning, what do I do now? And we walk them through those processes. And the other thing is I've got attorneys that I contract with and work with on a regular basis. So they know my my train of thought. They know why we yeah. do things the way we do. They know we're going, you know, most of the time towards licensing. And they're really good now at working, you know, with the inventors as their legal counsel um, to get it done right. Well, I want to do this. I, I, I want to run this by you right now. Let me get off, uh, off this for a second because this is important, and I'm just thinking about it now. I'd like to do a... Uh, a future show because when on this topic um china not china the advantages of china the disadvantages of china because at the end of the day i would like to educate my audience because but i need to tell you this now i'm anti-china myself okay i've been talking about this for 20 years that the intellectual property is going to get stolen but the point is, let's arrange a show in the future where we play devil's advocate. And, you know, I don't want to 
you know, and put my per- let's do it both ways because I think that the new inventor that's thinking about manufacturing in China needs to step back and say, well, if you do this, this possibly can happen to you. Does that make sense, what I'm trying yeah. to say here? It, it does, and there are times when it's not an option. That's you right. either do or you don't. That's the point. You know, we that's had right. some guys that did, you know, a, a new type of toilet, and they went to China to manufacture it. It's like, what part of all porcelain comes from Mexico did you miss? Yeah, that's right. So their product was so expensive because they were sending it, you know, they were moving materials around, so they could have just had it manufactured in Mexico and saved some money. But we had an inventor on, um, you know, years ago that I, I worked with, and she really wanted to have it made in America. Yeah, But the product, once it was made here, was going to be $175. When yeah. we went to China, it was $6.75 delivered, packaged, and on a pallet. Yeah, And they but, were shipping the aluminum from the U.S. to make yeah. it. Can you put that in your mental uh, computer and let's talk about that? I think that would be a great show. I already I really did. would. I yeah. did. I already have it there. I added it while we were talking, and we will get that lined up for June. Yeah, I was. I do that a lot. When I'm thinking about something, I said, you know what? This is what I need to do. And uh, well, hey, we got to take a short break because you know what we have to do right now, Rita. Right? We got to pay some bills here. We got to pay some bills. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a short break. I am the KG contractor, Michael King, alone with my co-host, the inventor lady herself, Rita Crompton. Stay with us right here on the Home Improvement Broadcasting Network, streaming live on the Genesis Communication Radio Network at GCNLive.com. I'll be back. Me and Rita will be back. Don't go nowhere. Welcome back to Home Talk USA with Michael King. Do you have questions about your next home improvement project or home repairs? Now you can chat with verified home repair and home improvement experts in just minutes. Get the help you need by visiting HomeTalkUSA.com, one of the best resources for home improvement information around today. Your best life begins with your best home, and there's no place like Home Talk. That's HomeTalkUSA.com. And now, back to Invent America from the number one home improvement radio program in the country, Home Talk USA, with your host, the Cajun contractor, Michael King, and his co-host, the inventor lady, Rita Crompton. All right, welcome back to the only home improvement show dedicated to you, the American consumer. All right, don't forget we always stream live on the World Wide Web at HomeTalkUSA.com. All right, uh, Rita, I think uh, our next guest is who? Is Rhonda Mason. And Rhonda is the inventor of TP Sweets. And it is a better way of dispensing, storing, um, and completely concealing the the toilet paper holder in the bathroom. So I'm going to let Rhonda tell you a little bit more of the details about what her product is and how she came up with the idea. Rhonda, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you so much for having me. So tell us about GP Suites. Well, I would love to. And I uh, I want to start off by giving you just a gentle warning that my subject's a bit sensitive and I'm going to get personal by asking you a question. But 
I'm going to give you a pass. You don't have to answer the question out loud. So here it is. Have you experienced being in the bathroom and discovering too late that there's no tissue on the rolls and no extra rolls in sight? Well, TP. Rhonda, I think everybody in the world has done that. <laughs> well, 83% admitted to it on a survey I did. <laughs> so TP sweeps are a lodging for toilet paper. It's a small furnishing that adds refinement to placing the toilet paper within reach of the seat. So I think we can all agree that supplying one roll is insufficient and multiple rolls are, well, not a good look. So like you said, Rita, TP Suites represents a small line of furnishings that allow for dispensing, storing, shielding, and completely concealing four rolls of tissue so that all you see is your decor and not the tissue anymore. Uh, well, and you might be wondering, does that sound good? Yeah. Yeah. And one other benefit that uh, that I just learned when I made this product, you might be wondering why shielding the toilet paper is a benefit. Well, there is a scientifically proven phenomenon that says bacteria and germs are dispersed into the air when the toilet is flushed, and these particles land on nearby surfaces like the toilet paper. So that's my well, concept. I didn't know for, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a... a if you look on Wikipedia under toilet plume, it gives you all the nasty details. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, next time I have a question about that, I'm just going to go to you. Um, it's faster and more fun. So, what did you what did you do first, Rhonda, when you said, "Oh, we got to have a better way of you know displaying, covering, taking care of toilet paper"? Um, what was your your first thoughts? Well, the the product exists because I love my bathroom. I start and finish the day in my bathroom, and it truly is a refuge for me. But my eyes were always drawn to the ugly toilet paper. So my product exists because it solved a problem for me. Of course, I am I am going toward manufacturing, but that wasn't my first, that wasn't my first plan. I did start out wanting to license the the product. And and uh, so I did the normal first steps that everybody does, you know, identified the problem, created the solution, and uh, searched for prior art and patents, and then developed a, a bit of a tangible evidence for my idea. And then I spent a chunk of money on a how to license your idea program. I soon realized that this was a mistake because there is so much out there because of the generosity of people like you that provide everything I learned in that program and paid for, I could have learned for free. So that was my first mistake for sure. The next thing, the that one I thing we do, want to do is that everybody can go and find all of our programs online now and pick where you are in the process and say, oh, I need to listen to this part of the show. I need to listen to this next one coming up. And they can actually go through and sequence the shows based on where they are in the process. And that is, that is awesome. It's wonderful to be able to have exposure to such incredible information and experiences. Experiences teaches so much. Well, we want to be able to invite 
all of our listeners and you and all of our guests who've been on the show to our Inventor Roundtable meetings, because that is where then a lot of inventors can talk to other inventors. And what I've learned over the years of running the Inventors Roundtable is that sometimes your best resource is the inventor sitting next to you, whether it's at a table at a restaurant or online at one of our virtual meetings. I completely agree with that. I know the the roundtable settings that I have been in, have really, really what they did for me was caused my product to just get better. Um, so many people, when you're starting out, you make your first prototype and you think that's it. But if you listen to people and get feedback, before you know it, your product has evolved into something much better than what it started as. Excellent. What advice would you have? do you have for our audience about first steps? Well, I think that the very first steps are, are probably all, you know, always the standard. But when I first entered this circle of terminology that spoke about inventors, I really didn't feel like an inventor. I didn't sit down and try to think of something that I could make and license or manufacture. My first product came from a problem. So I got to thinking about this. You know, I really felt like I would never have another idea that would be worthy of sharing. But as I thought about it, I sat down and made a list of the things I'd done around the house that I really enjoyed doing. Uh, and one of them was building a water feature. And as I thought about the challenges of that and the things that didn't suit me about it, to my amazement, I thought of an improvement to the spillway for the waterfall. So Excellent. if I were in... Well, you can, you can hear the music coming on, and that means we've okay. got to go pay some bills. we got to pay some bills. That's right, Ron, and we got to pay some bills. <laughs> All right. Ron, hey, what is your website? Do we have one? Uh, not just yet, but I, I am working on a Kickstarter campaign, so everybody keep your eyes open for that. Oh, good. All right, Ron, and we definitely want to thank you for being our guest. And, uh, and Narita, they can get the information through your website, right? Absolutely. As soon as she is ready to start uh, putting out the information for that Kickstarter campaign, we will help her out. All right, great. So, well, we're gonna step- All right, we got to go. We got to step away. All right, we're going to come back, back with another guest, another topic. Oh, we're going to have Jonathan David when we come back off a break. He's a registered patent attorney. He's going to talk about. Uh, Some things you need to know if you want to patent your product, which is uh, 